When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that luxuriates as much as it infuriates. <laughs> I don't think that's actually true, but it rhymes. But so. it rhymes. <laughs> so, so back off, Mike. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today, we're going to talk about pap smears. We're going to talk about pap smears. Who's, yes. Whose fault is this? This is my fault. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just I didn't know if you are going to own up to it. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I. This was on my, like, we should probably cover this. I think this is an important topic kind of thing. Yeah, it is. But I hope that we will help and I worry that we won't. Oh, well. That's most of episodes, though. So no, no change. <laughs> and nobody's listening. Okay. Um. Uh. But first. But first. Okay. Feedback slash corrections. Yeah. Okay, Kyle. Okay. Mike. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. I have, I'm not exaggerating, every single day received at least one message in some format. Facebook. Discord. Instagram DMs, fucking YouTube comments talking about the Bake Off thing. Bake off. Everybody yep. wanted me to know. <laughs> uh, so uh, when we talked about baking, Kyle did a segment on the Great British Baking Show, which is known as the Great British Bake Off in, in the UK. And I was wondering why the fuck, why the fuck? Yeah, we both, yeah, we both were. And the answer that all of you have let me know and now can stop <laughs> is that the Pillsbury Company owns the phrase Bake Off in the United States and Canada, and therefore uh, it can't be marketed as that in those markets. Yeah. So um, that's great. I think owning a phrase like Bake Off is fucking stupid. Fuck this country. Fuck Canada. Fuck them. That's wow. <laughs> what happened? To, what did Canada do? They also, Pillsbury also owns Bake Off in Canada. Oh, no way. Yeah. So both both countries are have apparently stupid laws that mm. I hate. Yeah. It makes no sense. It but... makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Thank you. Stop telling me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, little, a little angry. Oh, fuck it, Kyle. Here's yeah. the news. Okay. <laughs> Shut your mouth hole, it's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. Okay, news the first. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. I missed the boat completely oh. on the news that Sam Altman, who is the chair, uh, CEO of, of OpenAI and of ChatGPT fame, is a, is a, is a homosexual. Oh, Sam Altman is a homosexual. So, like, uh, I was really surprised then to learn in all of the shit that went on last week with him and being fired, but then rehired at Microsoft, but then not hired because they rehired him back at OpenAI. Did you follow any of that at all? Great. Okay. So, Sam Altman uh, is the CEO of OpenAI who made ChatGPT, all based in San Francisco. He's a faggot. Great. Uh, He was fired by the board on Friday. And then uh, Microsoft on Sunday announced that they were hiring him. And then on Tuesday, oh, sorry, also like 700 of the employees at OpenAI, and there was only, there's like less than 800 that work there, signed a letter saying that if you actually get rid of him, we will quit and then you will be fucked. Wow. So the board went back and they said, oh, okay. And on Tuesday said that they were not firing him after all and or rehiring him. Not really sure what the status was from Friday to Tuesday, but it was a control Z erase erase. (laughs) Does he have two jobs? He might have two jobs. That's a lot. (laughs) You got to work two jobs in this country just to make a living. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. So uh, and 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 uh, now they have a new board. Most most of the board like left. Wow. Uh, So. So, yeah. So uh, the 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 details were that um, their open AI, the open AI board did an internal review and found that he, quote, was not consistently candid in his communications with the board, hindering its ability to exercise its responsibilities and that they were firing him. And uh, so and then one of the co-founders, Greg Brockman, immediately resigned to say that that was bullshit. Um, Most again, most of the companies signed a letter saying that that they were going to quit. 
and that they would go, they would follow him to Microsoft unless he was rehired. They decided to rehire him. I don't, I just don't know. It's crazy. That's quite the week. Anyway, and he sucks dick. <laughs> All of that and sucks dick too. All of that with a smile and sucks dick. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which now that I look at his picture, like that's he's got some gay face yeah. going on. <laughs> we should have known all along. I should have known all along. <laughs> I bet OpenAI knows. Or I bet, <laughs> I bet ChatGPT knows he's gay. Um, I wonder what his Google search history looks like. Oh, yeah. uh, news the second. Sure. So uh, let's see. The BBC has released its annual 100 women list. And uh, <laughs> uh, 100 women list. And it is a... Uh, just it, it recounts according to the BBC who like the 100 biggest baddest women are they've done it every year since 2013 uh, and it's supposed to represent quote voices from across the political spectrum and from all areas of society explored names around topics that split opinion and nominated women who have created their own change um, but for the first time uh, a trans human rights activist has been named on that list Wow. Uh, Rakshana Kapali, who's from Nepal and uh, appears on the list alongside other influential and inspiring women, including U.S. First Lady Michelle Obama, human rights lawyer Amal Clooney, Hollywood star America Ferreira. Um, but uh, she apparently uh, is, is just a badass ass kicker in, in Nepal, which is not a place that is particularly good for trans people <laughs> and um, moving the needle for trans rights and awareness and visibility. That's amazing. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Uh, she's currently a third year law student and is actively involved in the advancement of legal and constitutional rights for LGBTQ plus people in Nepal. And uh, yeah. It feels like it's missing an adjective. A hundred women, like shouldn't it be like a hundred most influential women or uh, it just feels like here are a hundred women. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it does make it sound like, like, you know, it could be anybody. Can you name a hundred women? <laughs> <Yeah>. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them happen to be important. Yeah. 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 Get it together. BBC. Yeah. I, yeah. I a little like more that. descriptive or something. <laughs> News. The last. So a finish as in Finland. Mm hmm. A Finnish sanitary product manufacturer has launched a tampon aimed at trans men. Vuokaset. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I'm probably not saying it correctly. I'm not Finnish. In fact, I have a hard time finishing sometimes. Um, it's Vuokaset uh, <laughs> uh, is the name of the company, and they launched the product during Transgender Awareness Week, which we fucking missed the boat on oh, here at Gayish. We were unaware. We our internal happy <laughs> Trans Awareness Week is this week. Yeah. We. <laughs> We we have our own. It's separate, yeah, but just as important. And um, their spokesperson is fucking hot as fuck. I I yes, get in get in get in my bed. Um, but uh, but they they launched the product, this new product during Transgender Awareness Week, as a means of addressing gender dysphoria trans men and non-binary people feel around menstruation. It is called the tampon for men, and uh, it's in a navy blue box. And on one side, it features the words for men. And if you turn the box, the other side says stration. So you can see for men stration. So it's like a joke. Oh, cute. And uh, they are also working on an entirely gender neutral product that they hope to launch next year. Yeah, because once you were talking about for men, then it feels like, do we need the gender to be on it? I mean, I know they're so heavily like women right now that it makes sense, but... Yeah. Do we need any of that? Well, um, y yes, you're, you're, you're super, you're super right. And some efforts in the past to de-gender menstruation products have r resulted in not decomposing the dysphoria, I guess, around mm. the, the fact that like, like trans men menstruate also and that marketing is not for them and doesn't seem to ever be for them. Yeah. And it, it creates uh, it create it does create issues. So the brand uh, uh, in a in a press release referenced research that showed that ninety three percent of trans men have experienced menstruation related gender dysphoria. Mm. And uh, in fact, uh, Dakota Robin, who I think is probably the very attractive man that I want to fuck uh, <clears throat> at, at the top of the page here, 
said, uh, quote, when I was young, menstruation felt not only strange, but somehow wrong. Our culture does not really acknowledge the diversity of menstruating individuals. This is definitely a step in the right direction. By changing attitudes and broadening perspectives, we can also remove discrimination against gender minorities. And uh, everything has been fine on X, formerly known as Twitter. Sure. No one had any opinions <laughs> and everything was fine. I'm not going to give that hate the time of day. There is predictably plenty of it out there. Yeah. Just fucking God damn it. Fucking God damn it. <laughs> Agreed. Just like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what's so hard. Yeah. Like I understand what people are afraid of and that they're freaking out about I just don't understand what's so hard about basic just fucking facts. There mm -hmm. are men whose driver's licenses say man and they menstruate. And that is not up for debate. That's not up for questioning. It's just fucking true. Mm -hmm. So if you want to stand outside and scream that the sky is green, <laughs> you look like a crazy person. Fucking stop it. Yeah. Totally. And you don't have to. You don't have to like that the world is changing, and you don't have to like. I just. I just. I just. I just. I just can't like. It should not be a controversial statement that some men menstruate because it's just fucking true. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. That's the news. <sighs> That's the news. <laughs> Speaking of people whose skies are a little bit greener today, thank you to the following Patreon members: Calvin, are making our sky greener. For making our sky greener. Give, oh, give us your money. <laughs> with money. Thank you, Calvin. Calvin. And thank you to Kristen Herbster. No. Yeah. Okay. Or Herbster. I don't know if you I, pronounce the H. I bet it's Herbster. Oh, Herbster. Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> Not sorry. Anyway, um, if you want to join Patreon, you get bonus episodes, content. Uh, you get episodes a day early, ad-free, and you should do it and support us. And if you join for a full year, you will get a 10% discount. So go to patreon.com slash gayishpodcast. Yeah. And give us your addresses. I'm going to send out Christmas cards soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to go to the desktop version of the website to update your address. Yep. Great. Are you ready for pap smears? You want to talk about pap smears? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Kyle, why did you want this to be a topic that we talked about? Because it has been something that I have done. Mm -hmm. I have gotten a, an anal pap smear. Mm -hmm. Which we're going we're to talk about it. That's apparently like not super easy to to have like permission to do some, <laughs> sometimes in some places. Yeah, yeah. And the, there's the question of, should I? Right. Which I'll go ahead and let you know it's not as e an easy answer to the question, should you do it? Yep. So I think it's an important gay men's health issue, gay and bi men's health issue that we should talk about. All right. Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to talk to you about the history of pap smears. Okay. <laughs> That's not a sentence I really ever thought of that I would say out loud <laughs> with my mouth hole. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, okay, Kyle. Okay. Which of these is true? Pap smears are named PAP because PAP is an acronym for the governmental agency that commissioned its development. It's short for the last name of the dude who invented it or is the name of the research hospital in which it was invented. Oh, no. I know the answer because I stumbled upon oh, it. Well, well, fine. Shit. Should I pretend? It's the government agency. It's the... the well, no, now I want you to try to say the dude's name. It is oh, the dude's name. It's the dude's name. It is short for the dude's name. Yeah. Do you know what his full name was? You are incredibly Kyle Close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even if I was looking at his name, that's the best I could do probably. I don't know what I thought Pap stood for all of these years. This legit was like, I was I was hit in the face with a dick, but I was <laughs> gobsmacked. I was cocksmacked when I, when, I read, when I read this. Pap is just short for... Papa Nicolaio, uh, who is the, the Greek doctor that invented the pap test or pap smear. This past Thanksgiving, you made some papalusamayo. <laughs> it was delicious. You know, the secret is you've got to make a roux of flour and butter before you put the other ingredients in. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get really good Papa Nicolaio. <laughs> um, uh, so a, pa a pap smear, what, what is a pap smear? 
Pap in, in the in the in the in the cervical sense. Oh, where they scrape your cervix <laughs> to get cells to test it for uh, signs of cancer. All of that is pretty pretty close. Yeah, so pretty uh, close. I w I don't get a hundred percent on my test. Yeah, you know, you you good. Okay, you good. Okay. Um. Yeah. So they're looking for potentially precancerous or cancerous lesions on 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 the cervix, and abnormal findings are then you know, the, the, they go, they go the next step. Like if they see any sort of wackiness with the cells that they collect, then they, they, they do more testing to like confirm what's going on. But, uh, um, yeah, this guy, Giorgio, uh, Papa Nicolaio, um, in, in invented it in the 1920s. And so, so he, um, the, the whole process that he came up with was just, you, you're you're right about the scrapey part, but the smear part really is you take those cells and you smear them on a slide, mm. and then you look under a microscope at, at at them, and then you can see based on the shape of the cells and and color when you stain them uh, whether there's any sort of abnormality involved in 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 the cells. Now, what I think is really super interesting about this cat, Doctor Papa Nicolaio. I can't every time. <laughs> um. It is uh, so. So he he studied medicine in Greece and Germany and moved in 1913 to the United States. And he was a faculty member at Cornell. And he made his first like publication of the thing that that you could detect cancer or precancer by by doing this. Uh, he published that in 1928, and basically nobody listened. And and one of <laughs> wow. the one of the thoughts there is that maybe it's because he didn't speak English that there's a whole bunch of oh. um, just racism and or xenophobia built into the medical uh, industrial complex that like it's mostly white dudes that mostly speak English and some really good ideas by people of color n people who aren't men um uh people who don't speak english that there's that there's a, a a whole like bunch of really good ideas that are getting suppressed by this like lab coat ceiling or whatever yeah america america <laughs> um but uh by the 1940s it was recognized that like oh this this Pepe Nicolaio guy is onto something um but uh what what the the unsung hero of the whole thing is his wife Oh, Mary. So, and her Mary name. Mary Papa Nicolaio. Yep, Andromachi was her Machi and Andromachi and and anyway, Mary. She went by Mary. <laughs> okay, great. Which I really appreciate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Uh. So. So Mary uh, Papa Nicolaio. The the reason she's the unsung hero is she voluntarily for twenty one years. Let him do a daily pap smear on her. <gasps> Every single day, she would climb up onto that exam bed and let him scrape her cervix and smear it on a slide. Um, because the medicine in the 20s being what it is, couldn't find any other like people to help test it. So he initially had done all the testing of this on guinea pigs, literal guinea pigs. His guinea pigs for this were <laughs> guinea pigs. <laughs> Uh, and he he was doing this with guinea guinea pig uh, uh, vaginal discharge, and uh, discovered that he could see abnormalities in the cells that he'd taken from these guinea pigs, and is like, I need I need human guinea pigs, and nobody raised their hand. Yeah, and so was, Mary, get up there, girl. Daily though, <laughs> da daily, but daily though, daily for twenty one years, and she said in interviews later that that was one of the reasons that she decided that they decided, but that she decided not to have children because uh, they they it had not been studied on pregnant women before, and it would have disrupted the research for oh. like the one big candidate one big data point to go away because of, of pregnancy wow um uh also i thought this was hilarious uh um they were desperate for additional subjects so mary uh peppa nicolaio had a party for a bunch of female friends and was like I want you all to know why I've gathered you here today. Oh, no, this is like <laughs> you're either getting converted to a cult or yeah. someone wants to pap your smear. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, and, and and basically said to all of these friends, hey, hey, enjoy that champagne, <laughs> and I have an idea. 
could I maybe just take a peek at your cervix? <laughs> just a peeksies. Um, but it turned out that one of the women in that party that then agreed to have her cervix sampled was later diagnosed with cervical cancer and became a big uh, a data point, an important sort of confirmation of the methodology. Wow. And uh, But it was all because of her. And then like in, in typical fashion... He got all the credit for it, even oh, though right. like it was her cervix. Right, right. It was her friend's cervixes. And they were the ones that are, were actually donating their bodies to be experimented on, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, talk about dedication. Yeah. I, I don't I don't care about anybody that much that I would <laughs> um uh, but it tur- it turns out that Pap smears are very, very, very good at detecting precancer or or cancerous lesions um that are that are caused by the human papilloma virus. HPV. And I, I, I think, I, like I said, I'm a little worried that this turns into the HPV genital warts mm. episode, but I think we have to. Like, like yeah. that, that's what pap smears are looking for. And HPV is, is super, super common. Basically, anybody who's ever had like thoughts about having sex has <laughs> had HPV of some kind. Um, but there's lots and lots of different kinds, and they don't all cause cancer, but enough of them do. Uh, they either cause cancer or warts, and a couple of them cause both. And uh, it's 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 particularly um, dangerous for women. It can give them uterine cancer, cervical cancer, uh, cancer of the vagina, etc. And, and and that's 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 how it got started. All of this is leading to it also. HPV also does things to the butthole, mm-hmm. and and turns out men have those too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, I feel like we've come to find out that anywhere penises go could maybe get cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, when you say I want to get wrecked, that's really not what you mean. No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, b- before I move on to anal paps, uh, so so uh, cervical pap smears. Uh, Papa Nicolaio was not the only person who made this discovery, uh, but he was the first one to publish it and get noticed for it. It was independently I- independently discovered by 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 some other people, hmm. uh, and in Romania, for instance, it's it's called the method Babs Papanicolaou because they give both him and this other doctor named Aurel Babs they get co credit. Hmm. But I th- like the method Babs Papanicolaou. That's way harder to say. Just say Papsmir. Yeah, Romanians. Yeah, no, they want a country pride. Is he Romanian? Oh, yeah, he's I Romanian. Was, okay, yeah. that was a good assumption. Yes, turns out, turns out it's correct. Uh, and his methodology was slightly different because it used like a platinum loop to gather them instead of a cotton swab, which mm. is what a pap smear uses. Anyway, huh. doesn't matter. Oh, I lied. I have an, another thing to say that I forgot to say, which is that uh, Papa Nicolaio was nominated for a Nobel Prize five times, but never won. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be nominated is just is an honor. Is that true? I mean, I will never be nominated for a Nobel Prize, and no one listening to this will either. What so. if what if I can what if I can nominate you, and then you can say oh. you were nominated? Yeah, like <laughs> if I just write a letter in and be like, "Dear Nobels, I would like to be considered," and then does that count as a nomination? Yeah, yeah, I'll nominate you if you nominate me. Great. Okay. Okay. Fun. Um. Okay. Buttholes. <laughs> uh. So basically human papillomavirus, HPV, can cause anal cancer also. And like you just said, anywhere penises go, you can get cancer. And this is one of the reasons why. And penises go in buttholes. Especially, yeah, they do. Especially in our community. But yep. straight people too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, and, and it's, it's, basically, it's basically the same thing. Like collect cells using a a brush or a rod uh, out of the the butthole region smear it onto a glass slide and look at it under the microscope and uh then if there's any wackiness then you do further testing and and, and figure it out now uh it turns out that anal pap smears are not as good as cervical pap smears are that there are false negatives and it's just it's just not it's not as good as cervical pap smears at like which maybe that's part of what you'll talk about is like who should get one. I don't mm. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. But yeah, at, 
a lot of the the anal pap smear stuff is that uh, that a lot of doctors don't don't know about them. The doctors that do know about them don't want to do them. Uh, there's a lot of pressure from insurance companies that question the cost effectiveness of doing them. There's like a, a whole thing. Yeah. Um. That's that's. I'll I'll stop there. I guess that's it. Okay. That, that's that's the Papanicolaou <laughs> test. <laughs> that's a great place for me to pick up because great. I'm going to talk about. Should you get a pap smear? Yes. Anal pap smear. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, at first I was on the like, absolutely. Yes. Everyone should. I might've said that on the show when I first learned about them and had a doctor that said, yes, like gay men should be getting them. Um, so what I'm going to tell you what? Well, okay. I wonder if this is in the category though of like, is there any harm? Hmm. You know, like if you get one and you didn't need one, then so what? Right? Like, is it just because it's a drag on resources or whatever? It's like prep. I said, we, we say all the time, everybody should be on prep. And, but what if you're not, what if you're not taking it? Yeah. If you're going to take it, take it. That's yeah. The, but like <laughs> yeah. If, if you're, if you're not taking it, don't take it. It's like, is the reverse also true? Well, I mean, it can also do things to your like kidneys and stuff. So if you like have oh prep, prep. Pap oh no, sense. yeah, it gets How far do they deep, stick that brush up there? Deep up there. <laughs> Pap me harder, daddy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, yeah, so not everyone should be taking PrEP if you're not, because of the potential effects to some of your organs. Mm -hmm. um, but okay, back to pap smears. Um, a, uh, most of this information is from a 2019 Slate article called Should Gay Men Be Getting Anal Pap Smears by Daniel Summers. So, why get one? As a result of, you talked about cervical pap smears, as a result of pap smears and routine screening and early treatment. Cervical cancer was once the leading cause of death among women uh, in childbearing age, but now ranks 14th in cancer frequency. Oh, wow. So it's okay. played a big role in reducing the amount of cervical cancer. So the same then could be true. Anal cancer is rare in the general population, but the risk uh, for men with a history of anal intercourse can be more than 30 times as great as the general population. Thanks, penises. Thanks, penises. <laughs> dun, 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 penis. Dr. Alfred Torrance, a site medical director for Howard Brown Health. This is where we pull in the experts. Great. Because these are doctors. I'll tell you what doctors say about it. Okay. Dr. Torrance, site medical director for Howard Brown Health, which serves LGBTQ patients at numerous locations throughout Chicago, says, mm -hmm. quote, Routine screening is controversial and there are no universally accepted guidelines. Hmm. Howard Brown Health has made the decision to screen certain subgroups of patients because we believe that early detection of anal cancer or precancerous areas will potentially circumvent greater morbidity and mortality associated with advanced anal cancer. Okay. So is that is that subset just the sluts, the bottoms? That's a great question. Who <laughs> are those bottoms. people? Yeah. <laughs> who are those people? We'll get we'll get to that. All right. Um, another doctor, Doctor Stephen Abbott, who is a physician. Hey Abbott. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Of course you don't. It's fine. Go ahead. Is that the Beatles? <laughs> Didn't they walk down that road? Uh, yeah, Abbott Road. Yeah. <laughs> He's a physician specializing in infectious disease at Whitman Walker Health, which offers comprehensive uh, health and wellness services to LGBTQ people in mm -hmm. DC. Mm -hmm. Says, quote, I would definitely recommend it for any man who has sex with men or any woman, cis or trans, who has HIV. We know for sure that the risk of developing cancer when HIV positive, regardless of whether you're men have sex with man, cis or trans woman, is high enough that you should at least get an anal pap once a year. Ooh. So that's one person's recommendation. Get it, get it annually, annually. <laughs> annually anal. Um, but the first guy, the first doctor says that they don't screen patients with HIV under 30 because it doesn't tend to progress uh, before that age. HIV? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he, so Dr. Abbott is like, hey, if, you, if you're HIV positive, regardless of who you are, you should get it. But the other doctor's like, well, but not if you're under 30. Um, because it doesn't tend to progress until that age. And no, no, no the, the uh, anal cancer doesn't tend to progress until that age. Got it. Yeah. And the recommended, the recommended follow-up testing every six months can generate anxiety and what he called butt fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> Same girl. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. This is actually what 
happened to me. I got an anal pap smear. I then was like, oh, I'm in camp. I need to get this once a year. So then I got it next year. Was your butt already kind of tired? My butt's, <laughs> oh, it works hard. It works hard for, for the, the money. money. <laughs> Great. Um, but what came back was a result that was like, there is the potential for these cells to maybe cause cancer and we're unsure. Oh, like, yeah. So then it was like, oh, what? you need to get a follow-up pap smear. And, and one doctor said I should do it. I happened to go into the office when another doctor was um, there and we talked about this. And he said, I don't recommend anal pap smears because people get trapped in this cycle of there's this undetermined outcome that maybe could lead to cancer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like a low risk, but still some risk thing that yeah. then you, yeah. then he was like, then people get in this trap of getting pap smears all the time when they yeah. really don't need them. Yeah. So I right. understand this butt fatigue fear. Well, and so much anxiety, right? Like they're saying like there, 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 there's a ticking time bomb in your asshole, but it might just be a stopwatch like yeah. Christopher Walken in, Pulp fiction. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it also is like, it was, it's very confusing. I still don't know. I can't tell you what my result was other than that kind of mumbo jumbo that I told to you. I don't know what the medical result was because it's so confusing on like, like what the actual. Maybe probably bad. Yeah. It might. <laughs> Someday. It's like low grade possibility that this could turn into cancer. Yeah. yeah. Is basically what the result was, which is like, I don't know. Anyway, both of these doctors that I mentioned recommended pap smears for pap screens, pap smears, pap screens. I don't know why I wrote a different word here. It's the same. It's the same. Um, for HIV negative men who have sex with men starting at age 40. Great. Okay. One recommended it just for those who bought them. The other didn't make a distinction mm -hmm. um, because uh, he said, quote, HPV is like glitter. It goes everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, right? I hate that. That's that's not a metaphor that we want in our heads, but it but you, but it is there now. Yeah, don't trans the fish. Don't trans your butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wikipedia says so. Like there are lots of different recommendations. Wikipedia says some individuals recommend that all men and women who have anal sex should have an anal pap smear performed regularly. Some recommend it for all men who have sex with men or for all individuals with HIV and anal warts or for all individuals with a history of anal warts. So like there's no consensus on this. <laughs> it is controversial. One of a couple of the reasons it's controversial. According to New York proctologist, Dr. Evan Goldstein, the tests are prone to false positives. But you actually said they're also prone to false negatives when mm -hmm. you were talking about it. Yep. But apparently they're also prone to false positives. Things like bottoming the night before or douching before an appointment can alter your results. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and as a result of false positives, you can undergo these really, really rigorous treatments that you may not actually need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another reason it's controversial is because the CDC has yet to approve the test, which causes some of the issues you mentioned with like insurance, insurance and, and getting yeah. it approved and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What we do know is that more awareness, there needs to be more awareness among those who deliver care to the LGBTQ community. Yeah. I, I know that's important. Pe like people need to be thinking about this, but we need also need people to like do enough research to come up with a consensus. Like there needs to be a more definitive recommendation, I think, cause I just have not found one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe maybe it's just the, the data's not there, but then there's like a chicken and egg problem of for the data to be there, we need to be doing it. So what do you do? Yeah. But like, it, it reminds me of like Dr. Fauci and the COVID stuff about like coming out and saying like, everybody should wear a mask. And then they're like, you should only wear a mask for 10 days or I forget. Or the quarantine period was was the, was the thing, and every time he changed his mind, everybody on the right would be like, "Fucking Fauci doesn't know what he's talking about. He keeps changing his bullshit." It's because the data, yeah, it like right, like yeah. when a scientist changes their mind, it's because they're smarter, not yes. because they're stupid. <laughs> yes, yes, they got more data that now helps inform or change their opinion on what the thing is. Yeah, yeah, 
but going back to the whole thing about like wherever the dicks go cancer follows like that's the place that dicks go so like my guess is my hunch is that if we had the data the guidance would be there and we'd be able to say yes you absolutely should if you're taking it in the ass you should get a pap smear once a year once every five years whatever the fuck it is yeah that there should be definitive guidance and then when the results come back we should have really clear language about what was found and what it means and like it just maybe it's just all in its infancy or something yeah yeah that's totally true i mean i i think the groups that kept on coming up are um people over 40 Mm -hmm. uh people who take it uh people with hiv people with anal warts those are these are the categories of people that should be thinking about this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i again like talk to your doctor because i don't you sh- shouldn't take medical advice from us anyway, much, yeah. much less on this topic where there is no definitive like CDC guidelines or anything. Yeah. Shit. I know. I mean, that happens out of your butt too, but like <laughs> <laughs> it goes the other way. Um, can I tell you about some Gata? Yes, please okay. do. I hope you do. Okay. Let's do it before you do. Sure. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. We'll get to personal stuff later. Oh, okay. Okay. So I have Gata on men's willingness to get pap smears. I do wonder if like, if you need to call it something else. Mm. Oh. Like if it's like people think pap smear means cervical pap smear, they think it means women and or cisgendered women. And that if you get one in your butt, it makes you a lady or something. Huh. I could see that being a like... I just do whatever my doctor says and I don't give a fuck. So yeah. like I don't have hangups about shit like that, but I wonder if I wonder if there's some like toxic feelings about calling it a pap smear. Like I'm I'm going to get a man smear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm yeah. going to get a like a a dude scrape <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, don't call it a poop smear. That would be like pretty No. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um this is gay and bisexual men's willingness to receive anal testing what was his name papa nicolaio yeah papa nicolaio <laughs> testing by allison c reed paul l redier jennifer s smith joel and palace and noel t brewer this came out in 2010 in the american journal of public health mm. previous studies found low uptake on anal cancer screenings and low intentions to take up anal cancer screenings, but it didn't examine why that is. So this one's goals was to figure out why and what's going on. Mm -hmm. So they surveyed 306 gay and bisexual men. Great. So we get to know just as a result of this, how many gay and bi men had even heard of anal pap smears. That was one of the things they asked them. What percentage of gay and bi men had heard of anal pap smears? 17. Uh, 23. You were pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. 23. But, but wrong. <laughs> but wrong. Close, but wrong. Gayish. Gayish. Um, 14% reported having received one. Okay. Well, that's a big chunk of those who knew about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot of the ones that knew about it, I'm presumably. Um, apparently, five of the men, this is, of course, a, a small number, but it's just interesting. Five men tried but couldn't because either their doctor didn't offer it, the doctor said they didn't need it, or the doctor said the cost was too high to justify it. Wow. Which those are some of the issues that you mentioned when talking about it. Yeah. So yeah. I I would presume while five is a small number, the more awareness there is around it, the more people that try to do this, more people are going to run into those kinds of issues yeah. if they try to get it. Yep. So the willingness to get the test. Uh, actually, 83% were willing to get an anal pap smear if the tests were free. Sure. So I do just about anything if it's free. Well, <laughs> I don't, but that, that seems to indicate that the name doesn't need to change or anything. There isn't like resistance to just the concept of getting an anal pap smear. Most people were down for it. Hmm. So hmm. that's a good sign that says that there are other barriers given only, you know, 14% had reported even getting one. Mm-hmm. Um, only 31% were willing to get it if it costs $150. So that surprises me. Oh yeah. Why? I would think it would be lower. $150. Like that's like, you you can have a whole weekend on that much money, right? (laughs) Well, for me, it's one night, but you know, (laughs) different strokes. Yeah. Yeah, So 
the number goes down significantly for if the cost is $150. So um, cost is a major driver of whether men would be willing, gay my men would be willing to get an anal pap smear. Other most common reasons not to get one besides cost were not knowing about the test, of course. Mm. Um, embarrassment about requesting the test. Mm. Yeah. That's a uncomfortable conversation to have with your doctor. Yeah, you've got to look at your doctor right in the face and say, look, I take it in the ass. We need to, <laughs> we need to do something about that. And potentially educating your doctor <laughs> right, on yeah. like this being even something that they should consider. Yeah. Like this may be new information to them that gained by men should even think about getting an anal pap smear. Yep. So you may have to teach your doctor something, which is you're already, yeah, saying, hey, I take dick. Yeah. Now here's how to treat me for it. Yeah. Especially when doctors, I think, don't really like learning new things like, like or, <laughs> or having their patients tell them that they need to know more. That's yeah. Like, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. If a doctor didn't know this and you walk in and say, do I need an anal pap smear? They would be like, no, I've never heard of that. And then you need to be like, you need to go do your research and then come back to me. And that's a difficult thing to try to tell a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, other, other reasons they were worried about the test being inaccurate. Mm. And for some, they were worried that the test would be recorded in their medical information. Oh, which that's interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder why. Cause I do. Yeah. Pre-existing condition stuff or oh. like when the, when the, Gilead happens from Handmaid's Tale. They're going to look up all of the records to find all the faggots. That I, I, that's what I was thinking. Like it, sh- it proves I'm gay on my permanent record. <laughs> my permanent record at my doctor's office says very prominently gay and divorced. I'm like, okay, that's that's <laughs> a lot of personal information, Sharon. I think and, when I went to my to a gay doctor, um, there was something that he changed the language of it said something like high risk homosexual behavior or yeah. something. <laughs> and I think he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to change the language on this a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's probably, you know, some past doctor was probably just taking quick notes or I don't know something. And yeah, yeah. I do have high risk homosexual behavior. <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. It's like <laughs> gay risky business. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the gata. Nice. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, it's not Gata, but um, talking about HPV, have you done, um, have you taken Gardasil? Have you, do you, have you had the HPV vaccines? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The three vaccines. Yeah. All and, three of them. Yeah. Okay. Cause I think one of them is just for cervical cancer. But, oh, but there was a, there's a round of three that at the time it was like you had to start before you were the age of like 25 or something. And I like just barely made the cutoff. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I got three of them. Yeah. Well, it's a series of three. Yeah. If that's, if that's what you mean, there's there's also, there's also multiple vaccines. There's Gardasil, there's Gardasil nine. And then there's the third one that I don't remember the name of that is, um, let me, let me look it up. Okay. No, I, whatever I got was a series of three. Uh, Cervarix is the third one. And it's <laughs> a little okay, but uh, uh, yeah. Talk, talking about that, um, yes, you are absolutely right that when Gardasil was first introduced, it was um only for women who were twenty five years old or younger. So if you were twenty six, no, yeah, and um then uh, and and this was in I was already I was already like pushing thirty or something when when that happened. Um, and then, but I was very surprised when just a few years ago, my primary care physician was like, oh no, you can get them all the way up to men can get them and you can get it all the way up to 45 now. Mm-hmm. So in 2018, the FDA, um, uh, released new guidance that said that, uh, men and women up to age 45 should get HPV vaccines and I was luckily under 45 at that time and um, got the, the series of three um, HPV vaccines, Gardasil. And I just want people to know that because I very much had it in my head like, oh, I'm over 25. I missed that boat. I guess I'm just going to get cancer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's no longer the case. And in case it's fresh information, if it, up to age 45, you can go. You can go and, and, and get them and, and should ask your doctor for for that. So anyway, if, you had, if you had it in your head that you were too old, you might not be. 
And isn't that another thing you may have to teach your doctor about? <laughs> like that gay men might need the HPV vaccine. Absolutely. Yeah. For women. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then you have to say, cause I take it in the ass. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So, so just it's, it's up to age 45 now. So at least in the United States, okay. uh, other countries have their own guide guidance. Um, uh, the, the NSA in the UK, I think is like 44, 45, something like that. It's so interesting. Like how there's a cutoff for those things. Like after a certain year, it just doesn't work on you. I don't know. It's like weird how those work. Yeah. I think this is another example though, of the data has to be there. Like the reason that they raised the age to 45 is because they studied it in people up to 45 and right. discovered that it indeed made a difference. So if we studied it for gay dudes taking it in the ass up to age 100 and it showed that it was still helpful, then maybe they would revise the guidance and say, everyone should get it. Yeah. Um, but they haven't studied it. So they can't approve it for that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes logical sense what you're saying, but it seems unfair and stupid. Yeah. It does seem unfair for those over 45. Um, so I'm, so for the Patreon segment, going to go over some stuff. I've been obsessed with chat GPT lately. <laughs> and I had a conversation with chat GPT about pap smears and we're going to, we're going to talk about some pap smear analogies. Okay. I'm curious to know what that means. Yeah. Um, but 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 before we but before we do that, I guess we have to talk about the personal stuff. Yeah, like, have you gotten a pap smear? Well, okay. I just if I don't just like ramp up and say it, I don't know if I will. I've had anal warts before. Okay, and that like is a a reality that I live with, and um, then very much thought. Well, no, it was true. Sorry, 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 sorry. I couldn't get the vaccine because I was over 25. Uh, mm. But so from, from when all of that was going down, which was right when my ex and I started dating. So like 2009, 2010 is when I was dealing with that. So this is in the period of like Gardasil was out and people were taking it, but you couldn't, if you were over 25 and I was <laughs> until they revised it in 2018 or whatever. But uh, um, having to deal with like, I don't know, man, like, you just feel gross and dirty and like you've done something wrong mm. and um, maybe I have cancer or whatever. Now, luckily most of the strains of HPV that cause warts don't cause cancer. Um, there are some, but, but most of it is um, like, it's almost like warts mean that you don't have cancer. Mm. In a way. Oh, interesting. Um, but not how I took it at the time. Huh. Um, but then, but then, yeah, since then I, I have every, every few years, um, gotten, a, an anal pap just to make sure that that situation remains non-cancerous. Huh. And, um, so it's interesting cause, uh, I sort of feel like I did something wrong or, or, or something. And it's not unpleasant. It doesn't hurt. Getting one isn't painful at all. It's just kind of embarrassing and, um, I, there's like it's there's a lot of like weird shame things that can happen i don't okay i got something else then because i w the second time i got it i was there like it was not all the things that i'm reading are just like it's just like a swipe of a thing and then you're done it's even easier than the cervical one like hmm. it was painful hmm. what i did hurt hmm. i was I, it felt like I was there for 15 minutes. I probably wasn't, but like, it felt like I was laying on my side forever while he like I, uh, scraped or took samples or whatever of like different areas. Oh, interesting. It, I don't, I don't know what I got. It, it does not align with anything that I've read about it. But when, when I think of an anal past me, I think of a really painful like i almost tapped out i almost had like to say to the doctor stop you need to i need i need to stop doing this now i'm i'm That's this hurts too much i wonder if it was a biopsy like i wonder if you had a lesion of some kind and they were testing for cancer they might have been biopsying yeah like lesions that they saw the other thing the other potential is i had like when i had my wart situation had them frozen off which is not a fun thing in your asshole had Oof. them burned off which is not a fun thing in your asshole Oof. had them acidated off which is not a fun thing in your butthole had surgery multiple times like it was fucking awful and uh a lot of those hurt like hell so hmm. like i'm i'm 
it's i think it's likely that that wasn't a pap smear kyle yeah like, like probably removing some tissue you know more than just to get a smear going yeah huh I wonder what the thing is. I like because I went in for a pap smear. I know that for sure because that's what I, that's what was down in the books. That's what the plan was. So, mm-hmm. I I wonder if, yeah, he did something more. He must have done something more because it is not as simple and easy and pain free as everyone like everything I read about it said. Maybe it was butt fatigue. Maybe you just you have a really really sensitive butt. No, I doubt. Well, well I don't know. No, I it was it was different than what I read. It mm. was for sure different. Mm. I don't know what I got. Mm. It sucked. Mm. It was horrible. I hated it. Mm. Okay, would not recommend. Would not recommend getting your butt scraped out. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do do what your doctor says, but like, do what your doctor says. Yeah. That sounds really awful. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I don't know. Does everybody have problems with their butt and we just don't talk about them? Boy, I don't know. I've, I guess, so we've both talked about butt problems that we've had throughout the course of this show. Yeah. And so maybe, I think. 100% of gayish hosts (laughs) have butt problems. Butt problems. Maybe we do like, but there's some, I think, I feel like some of my sluttier friends just, it seems like their life is just easy. They douche by squirting a couple times. They, they yep. lube up, they take dick yep. and then they skip down the street merrily all the live long day, all the way home. Like, yeah, uh, yeah it feels like other people have it easier yeah. And maybe, maybe we just need to sing and skip more. Maybe we need to (laughs) sing and skip more. Not too long ago, I was walking down the street at night, walking Reynolds, and I was like, I want to skip. And I skipped a little bit. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Did anybody see you? I don't know. (laughs) I turned around afterwards to like look around and then there was someone in the like far distance, but I don't know if they like saw me. I think that's great. Yeah. I, I hope you brought joy to someone. I hope I brought joy to me. Wait. <laughs> but yeah, I do wonder if more, I definitely think more people than talk about it have butt issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, it, the question is, do those friends that I think of that are just like super slutty and bottom all the time, just is their life, is their butt life just super happy? And, and I just didn't get that lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Mm-hmm. It's just an association that I'm making, I guess. I remember being really, really angry, resenting my ex for not struggling with it. Mm. What I mean is HPV is supposed to be like crazy communicable. Why do I have these like super difficult to get rid of words and he doesn't? Mm. Like we're both verse, like both giving it and taking it in our relationship, why was I the one that had this like cross to bear and he got to skip and sing down the sidewalk? Yeah. Um, So I don't know. Interesting. You've talked, uh, you've mentioned multiple times now, like the shame that you feel at, or like anger and shame, like some of these kinds of, that's how do you deal with that? I don't know. (laughs) Surgery. Yeah, it does suck to have to be the one to that it affects that impacts when we know that HPV is like glitter and so many people have it. Like, yeah, it sucks to be the one that gets one of the strains that causes anal warts. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But but I oh part part of my point was like not to bring up anger and shame again, but huh. was just to say that like there's clearly something different about my body mm. and his body mm-hmm. that mine struggled and his didn't, and maybe that's age maybe that's the way our immune systems work maybe that's different levels of stress or anxiety or like whatever whatever the factors are it just was true M- mine is different yeah. than his so maybe yours is just different yeah also and we're both like in this like struggle camp or something yeah just and, certain and, things are a little bit harder yeah so so to answer the question of like are there, I, I do think that there are more butt problems out there in the universe than get talked about. Yeah, for sure. And there might just be people who can just like fuck all night, every night and never have these issues. They just have mm. like, like butts of steel. 
<laughs> I was not born with a butt of steel. No. I was born with a delicate little flower that needs to be pampered and taken care of. Oh, you have a butt tulip. Oh. <laughs> Rosebud, <laughs> if Rosebud, you will. If you will. <laughs> oh, God. Um, do you have any plans to get another pap smear then? Like if you, if we can just determine that you didn't actually have one, that you went in for one and got something else. I got something. (laughs) I think I would maybe like every few years Mm -hmm. until, well, I'm in a few years, I'm going to be 40. So then maybe from then on, I start getting them annually. Yep. I'm getting new. This is not about like whether I would actually get a pap smear or not. It's just like I'm getting new insurance and mm-hmm. with a new job, I have to like space out my doctor's visits. So I'm not doing a ton of doctor's visits right away. Like there are other things that are getting in the way that are not, even if I wanted to in a perfect world, get a pap smear. I, like, I don't know what my, do- who my doctor is going to be yeah. in, you know, two weeks, much less if they're going to, with if they're going to have advice about this or yeah, what yeah. they're going to say. So I don't know. I would be open to it. And it is almost reassuring knowing that what I got isn't like the pap smears are way easier than mm. whatever it is I got. Mm. And maybe I would see a different doctor mm. when I got it to, to just get the, give me the basic, not the supercharged one. Can I have the entry level pap smear? Can I just have the regular one? <laughs> Can I just have the run of the mill pap smear? <laughs> um, are you? What's your plan for pap smears? I mean, as long as I'm with the doctor that I'm with and I love him, even though he's straight, I forgive him for that. <laughs> it, like I'm on the like every three years train now, hmm. which is fine. Hmm. I go like. The other thing is, I get a swab put up my ass like twice a year anyway for prep. Like right. my particular doctor, I don't know what the rules are, like what the actual like requirements are, but the way that he runs his office, uh, I go in quarterly for tests and every other time I visit, I get an anal swab. And it's important that everybody knows just because you had a swab up your ass does not mean it was a pap smear. They're looking for gonorrhea, chlamydia, other STIs when they do that anal swab. Yeah. It is not a pap smear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um... Uh, but I do get a pap smear as part of that whole thing, hmm. but just on the every three years train. Hmm. So like, I doubt that I would even really know the difference, except I'd probably get swabbed twice instead of just once. And oh. that would be my indicator. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I, I mean, whoever wants to do it and pay for it, you can put whatever you want to in me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Join Patreon, everybody. Patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Yeah. Um, and your doctor was, seems to be knowledgeable and down. Seems to be knowledgeable and down. That's good. And in fact, he's the type of doctor that makes it really easy to say, Hey doc, I heard this or that or the other. I've had him say to me before, Oh, I haven't heard that, but let's look it up. And he'll sit there on his computer in the room with me and like check the places that he checks in doctor land for that. (laughs) Uh, and, and then we'll, we'll be like, Oh, I see why you heard that or thought that, but here's why it's more complicated than that. Or he'll, he'll like say like, Oh yeah, you're right. (laughs) You should, Uh, especially with all the travel. Every time I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to Ecuador. What, what should I, what should I know? What should I do? And, um, he like always is just like, well, I don't know every country in the world. Let's just look it up. And he's like, I, here's, here's the guidance on all of this and does that for me. So he's super great. My doctor is awesome. That's great. Go see Dr. McFadden at, at Swedish South Lake Union, everybody. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, did we do it? I think so. Some more to talk about? Um, I mean, I wish there was, we can't solve this. I wish there was more definitive advice that we could give to people. Don't think- treat HPV strains like Pokemon, everybody. Um, and at least at a minimum, what I'm hoping this episode does is make people aware that it's something to consider. Like that's, I think the most we can do. And then everyone has to kind of take it from there and decide what's right for them and talk to their doctor and all that shit. Yeah. Talk to your doctor. Yeah. Talk to your doctor know that it's know that it can be a problem. If you put dicks up there Mm -hmm. that you should make sure that the dicks aren't giving you cancer. Yeah. And talk to your doctor. And potentially even if you're not taking dicks up there, because some people recommend it, even if you're 
not taking it. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows who should get this? Hopefully your doctor does. And if you have a doctor that you don't feel comfortable talking to about this or is not receptive to this, like that's a sign if you are able to get a different doctor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you deserve someone who you're able to say, I have receptive anal sex and we need to talk about pap smears. Like you should be able to say that to your doctor and it should not be weird. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it can be a little weird. It's going to be, it's it's uncomfortable. (laughs) It's an uncomfortable thing to say to anyone, but yeah. Uh, We did it. We did it. I have a whole bunch of Q-tips. Should we take a break? (laughs) (laughs) Pap that smear. Yeah, let's take a break. Break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, hey. 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 Um, (laughs) I forgot what I was going to say. Were you going to talk about the Dickbag Fuckface Asshole Awards? Yes. Okay. The Dickbag Fuckface Asshole Awards voting is going on now. Yeah. In our Facebook group. So it's facebook.com slash groups slash gayish podcast. Go and vote for your favorite Dickbag Fuckface Asshole for 2023 so that we can send them an award. (laughs) Uh, first annual the first annual i i just i'm super i'm super excited about this um local gay bar review yeah uh, i forgot i was going to do this so i don't know which one i'm going to talk about (laughs) okay um let's see i wanted to talk to you about the pegasus in san antonio texas uh it was it's a big clusterfuck of different bars basically like mashed together it's like a whole complex oh. so you feel like you're at like several different bars like you go through a doorway and suddenly like there's a slightly different vibe like and there's like dancing over in this one and there's like just a big old bar in this one there's karaoke in this one like like stuff like that and then being being in, in san antonio it was like um more diverse it was not just a sea of white people san antonio is like a crazy diverse city and that was really awesome to see yeah um it was crowded and sort of awkward i was there with a bunch of gay fraternity <laughs> brothers um uh, but uh and it was moderately priced which that surprised me for texas i figured it would be cheaper i don't know anyway three dildos three dildos yeah adequate Speaking of adequate, adequate, it's actually not. We need to redo our website. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. <laughs> uh, we are on socials, including Blue Sky. We have tens of followers on Blue Sky. Be one of the next ones. Um, but we are on social media at Gayish Podcast. Our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, especially if it's your gayest scissors and straightest scissors. Thank you. We love them. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. And oh my God, Joe and Dallas, thank you for all of those hot sauces. They, I've gotten a lot of mileage out of them between thanksgiving and our dungeons and dragons retreat uh, like like they're they're great yeah they were a perfect gift um we're ready for gayest astratus yeah let's do it um i'll I'll go first okay great do it so my gayest is we were doing a like little quiz game show thing with Mm -hmm. friends and one of the questions i got two questions I got more than two questions right but two of the questions i got right one was about what french tip nails are Mm -hmm. and then uh, right after that, I got a question right about a musical. Oh, so, so I felt gay. pretty gay. Gay, 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 gay. Yep. <laughs> um, straightest, I would say, is uh, Thanksgiving eating a bunch of food because gays don't eat. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I ate till I was stuffed. Thanks yeah. for the Thanksgiving, Mike. It was delicious. Yeah, absolutely. It was nice. Yeah. Ma Johnson was here. Yeah. Boyfriend was here. Another guy that's a friend of ours that's like a orphan was here. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, okay. Well, so the, the, the gayest thing about me this week is uh, just being all domestic. My boyfriend and I cooked dinner and it was like, felt like a married couple. The way we were like flitting around the kitchen and hosting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It went over really well. Yeah. We have, I'm going to be. I mean, the food's going to go bad before I get through all of it. There's so many fucking leftovers. <laughs> You're oh my working God. on it. Uh, and the straightest thing about me this week is is uh, uh, how straight my teeth are going to be. Oh. Because I'm starting Invisalign-like stuff. It's actually, it's called Impress is the name of the, the, the brand. But I got my first four trays for 
putting my teeth into to straighten them out. Oh, impress. If you want to sponsor us, hit us up. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we have a listener's gaze to straight us this week that was sent to us, uh, in our email as an attachment, just so you know, that's totally allowed y'all. Um, uh, or you can leave a voicemail. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, this is from Ben. Uh, Ben is in the Netherlands. Here we go. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Mike. I'm Ben from the Netherlands. Thank you so much for your work every week. I'm a fan. I love your dedication and love your approach to help people and shed some inclusive light on sometimes complex issues. After the episode about circuit parties, I found myself in a gay club in Amsterdam, which leads me to my gayest and straightest, and I just have to tell you. So my straightest was to be talking with four dads in a nightclub on Saturday night, talking about how old our kids are and until what age we need a babysitter. The gayest was that I fucked two of them on the balcony in that club later that night. I just love being a gay dad. Best of both worlds. Thanks, guys. Bye. (laughs) I love how quickly that escalated. I know, right? Well, first it was dads, and then I thought it was daddies, but it was actual dads, but then he got to fuck them, so it just took me on a roller coaster ride. It was a journey. Oh, like your butt. Like my butt. (laughs) Roller coaster ride. That was in the Patreon segment. Uh, Was it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, we we did it. Yeah, we did it. That's a, a special thank you to Mary. Mary. Pe- Peppa Nicolaio. Yes. <laughs> Man, I still can't believe every day. Every day for 21 years. Jesus. Ouch. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, and thank you to all the doctors who have not come to consensus yet on what we do about them. Hey Kyle. Hey Mike. How about our super pet bridgers? Oh, <laughs> oh no, I hate it. Thank you to our super cat bridgers. Kaylee, Adam, Kit, Oliver, Andrew, Bugby, William, Brian, John Carly, Stephen Portio, Stosel, Harry Shaw, Jonathan Montanez, Wadu Forrest, Nell, Patrick Martin, James Barrows, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Cubbington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B, Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cagetorians, and Jerome, York. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your money. <laughs> That's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cachatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Be you. Be you. Be safe. Be horny. <laughs> How'd that episode go? It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.